So, one of the sugyas that I want to discuss and go into, maybe we'll discuss a little bit about Betochen today, which we haven't really got into until now. We discuss a lot about Avamun and Hashem, but also Betochen. Um, first of all, again, a refresh limited Sheva Bas Sora, Giyoyes, who's tremendously full of Amuna, tremendous positivity within her own illness. She should have a refresh Shalema, Besoyich, Shah Choyle Yisrael. So, um, we're in the sugya of Amuna. Emunah being, living with the Rabbani Shalom, understanding who runs the world, understanding who created the world, and who keeps the world from going, and that full Emunah and Hashem, and we describe so many times how a person can really have a very different life by having Emunah and Hashem. A person, if he trusts and understands that there is a Rabbani Shalom, I mentioned this story, I don't know if, you're, I don't know if you're, how many of you heard it, but I mentioned this story, I think it was a couple of weeks ago in my Parsha video, about, I heard this one time a number of years ago about an F 15 fighter jet pilot um, who once explained that the F 15s travel the same s- speed as the speed of sound, right? Now, the speed of sound is very, very fast, not as fast as light, but it's, you know, very, very fast. Not that we would know the difference between the speed of sound and the speed of light, but there is, there obviously is a difference, but the difference is very, very minute. But speed of sound is very, very, very fast. And these planes travel at such an incredible speed that the pilot said that sometimes they don't know the difference between what is the, you know, what's the Shemaim and what's the Oritz. You know, where is the ceiling? Where's, you know, where's, the, where's heaven and where's earth? They don't know. It's just traveling too quickly. They don't even know sometimes which direction they're traveling. And now you can understand, to travel in such a situation is very dangerous. Because if you don't know which direction, and if you're upside down or not, can, you know, can cause catastrophic results. So what did they do? And he said the biggest site, which I took from as our, for our own lives. And he said that what we do is we learn to trust totally the computer in front of us. There's a computer in front of us that shows us if we're upside down or we're not upside down. Which direction? How many, you know, how many degree? Everything. We learn to place our full trust on that machine. Now that's very hard, by the way. Because it's a machine. The machine makes mistakes. But at the end of the day, there is no other choice. When you're traveling that fast, you have to put your trust in something. And I said that it's the same thing with our own lives. You know, we're traveling also fast. Sometimes we have no time to think. We have to learn to put our trust in something. As you said many times, the Chovy Salavavis brings down that um, when a person puts his trust into something else, the Rabbi Nishana removes his, so to speak, his Shmira, and then he says, okay, you want to trust that person? No problem, go have it. And that's very dangerous. Nobody here wants to be under a human being. We want to be under the Rabbi Nishlalem. And therefore, what we have to learn to do in anything that comes our way is to trust. I don't remember if I said this before, but I'm going to say it again because Asha said we need to do Chazara. And that is the famous Yisrael for Rabbi Yisrael Salanta. Right? Rabbi Yisrael Salanta once traveled to a place, and I think I did mention this, right? Just so, yeah, did I mention this? About, no, I mentioned this in the, in the last year. I don't remember. It's been a while, like you said. It's been a week and a half, whatever. You know, I'm going to say it again, because Chazor is also good. And he traveled to a place, and there was a maskil, right? A maskil was someone that tried to get people out of Yiddishkeit and get them to follow all sorts of, you know, terrible movements. And Rabbi Sol to tried to get him to change his ways. And amongst other things, Rabbi Sol Salanta mentioned to him the Gvaldigenism that the Rabbanshim did for us in Mitzrayim. 
Now, the Rabban Shalom, anyone that learned the parishes and the Torah, which is all of us, anyone that sat through a Seder night, which is all of us, and especially if you go through the Ramban as well, in the end of parishes, but he mentioned the Gabaldic and Nisim, the Rabban Shalom did Nisim for us, that never happened before, these, these, these things never just, uh, they never appeared. These they never happened. It was uh, tremendous. And the Maskell said, you know what, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. He said, what do you mean, don't believe me? So why doesn't Hashem do these things nowadays? I want to see these Nisim nowadays. Are you telling me thousands of years ago Hashem did a Nisim at Shraim Eli? Come on! I want to see the Nisim now! Yeah? So, Ribsol decided not to answer him. And in the meantime, this young daughter came back from school and she showed her father a diploma from the dancing school that she goes to. To say she has a diploma in dancing. I did say it, right? So I'm just going to say it again quickly for those people that were not there. And... Um, and she's like, look how proud. Mm-hmm. interjects and says, excuse me, uh, I don't believe it. So what do you don't believe it? I, I don't believe you could dance. Could you prove it now? Right? Could you prove it? She's like, chutzpah, I should prove it to you. I have a diploma. I did it then for the judges. I can do it. I don't have to do it again for you. Ah, said did it for us all those years ago. He doesn't have to keep on doing it for us. In other words, we don't have to constantly see the nisim to believe and trust in the Rabban Yishalayim. Okay? I don't know if anyone has ever walked into a cockpit of a aeroplane, right? Most of you were born after uh, 9-11? Were most of you born after 9-11? All of you were born after 9-11? Yeah. Wow. They also, they, if, like, when you're kids, they lie, usually. Right, sometimes they lie. So, okay. So, when, okay. When I was growing up, in the middle of the flight, you could walk in, and you could, yeah, you could schmooze to the pilot, and uh, you'd take pictures, and it was exciting. Yeah, it was like a bus. It wasn't a big deal. Anyway, um, so could you imagine if one kid walks into the cockpit and he says, ooh, what does that button do? Right, the pilot's going to be like, oh, it's a cute little kid, just get out of here, yeah. Like, what, what do you, I can't explain to you what that button does, because that button goes together with that dial, and that dial is connected to that switch, and it's one big, you know. It's like the Chovetz Chaim thing, he said, listen to this Marshall. Chovetz Chaim said, a guy walks into a shul he never walked into before, and he saw the Gabai, giving out alias. And he thought it's a chutzpah. Because he gave that guy, he gave that guy, and he gave that guy. He's like, I understand. Why'd you miss the guy next to him? And why'd you miss him? And what? The guy went after him. He said, I understand. Where have you been? You just walked in this Shabbos. Did you know that last Shabbos that guy had an aliyah? Did you know that the Shabbos before it was his yacht site? So therefore he... You don't know what's going on. You can't just walk into shul one Shabbos and say, hey, why are you doing it in that order? But you know what? We do the same thing. We walk into the world... And we say, why do you do this? Why does this happen? And the Rebbein Kaviyocha laughs and says, my little Ziskite, my little beautiful Neshamala, I love you dearly, but you don't understand because you just walked into the world after thousands of years of this, of this world being created and being existing. You can't just decide you know what's going on and what's better and what's not better, but yet we do the same thing. We, we, we think we understand, we think we know, but that's not the case. We have to come to the realization, and this is what a munna is. This is a munna. A munna means we don't understand, but that's okay. And, and people that have even a high level of a munna sometimes struggle with the concept of suffering in this world. People often wonder why? Why do we suffer? And sometimes the answer is we don't know. We just had the parsha, right? Vayigash. In parsha's Vayigash, what happened? Yosef at Sadiq got up and he said, Ani Yosef. And all the brothers were like, whoa, that's incredible. What were they so woed about? 
Because the brothers came into Mitzrayim. You have to understand. They came into Mitzrayim. These were big tzaddikim. They came into Mitzrayim. They were, they were, you know, threatened of being spies. Spies? What are we spying? They had to bring Binyamin. Like, what's going on? Younger brother. All, all these things going on. Didn't make sense. And then all of a sudden, Yosef had started to get up and says, Ah, ni Yosef. Ah, everything here makes sense. Zog the Chavetz Chaim. That's what's going to happen to Saif Yomov. We live in a world that we just don't understand. We live in a world that we think we know, but we don't. We don't understand what's going on. We want to understand. We try, but we don't understand. But we have to realize we don't understand. And Zog the Chavetz Chaim, one time, the Rabbani Shalom is going to stand up to Saif Yomov at the end of time and say, Ani Hashem. And everything's going to make sense. And you'll be like, ah, now I get it. That's the Yisoyed Rabbi Say. We have to realize, and we have to understand as well, that the Medrash tells us, who, are, who was the first person to ask the question, which many of us struggle with, why do good people have a hard life? Very good. The Medrash said, Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Rabbani Shalom, Show me your glory. What does that mean? Says the Medrash, he wanted to understand the concept of Tzadik Viralai, Rosha Vatoivloi. That Rashaim sometimes have such a good life. They're living a good, easy life. It doesn't make sense. These guys are Rashaim. They do everything wrong in the world and having a great time. And the Tzadikim are suffering. The Tzadikim are having a hard life. What's up? Why do the good die young? Why do the good have such hard lives? Why do they go through such experiences? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, Rabbeinu Shalaylam, answer me the question. And what did Hashem answer? No human being can see me and live. Which as we understand from Chazal means... You can't understand my ways and still be alive. Maybe in the next world, in Olam Ha'emes, when you're up there, maybe then you'll understand something. But in, down in this world, it doesn't make sense. It's like a tapestry. I remember I was once, had the schos of being by a Sudas Hoidah from parents that made a Sudas Hoidah on their child that got leukemia. And they made a Sudas Hoidah after, I think it was 10 years, when it was like the old clay. They made a Sudas Hoidah. And it was an incredible thing because, Rahman uh, we should never know. But to have a child that had leukemia was a, is a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. And it's a terrible Nisoyen. And yet, they made a suicide doll. You know what the father got up and he said? He said, life is like a tapestry. I still remember it. What's a tapestry? When you take a needle and a thread and you go in and out and you weave in and you're trying to make a picture. If you go to the other side, the, the side that doesn't have the picture, what do you see? A mess. You see a whole bundle of you know, what, you know, threads going this way, threads going that way. It looks like a big, gigantic mess. You turn it around and you see a beautiful picture. Wow. That's what this life looks like. Down in this world, it looks like a mess of threads of colors going in different directions. But to the Rabbani Shalom in the Ulama Emes, where everything is Emes and everything is true, everything is perfect. Because the Rabbani Shalom is perfect. We have to learn to live with that. That is what's so important. Now, in order to do that, we also have to have Bitochan. And that's what I want to mention now today, just for a few minutes, to realize that if you have betachan in your life, you have a different life. Because imagine, we, we mentioned this Moshe all the way in the beginning, if you remember, the two guys coming from Ben Abraham to Yerushalayim on the bus. Mm-hmm. Anyone remembers that? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Huh? That's one 
Oh, very good. Okay, so that, that might still be said. Everyone knows that one. Now, why do we say that one? Because you have a choice how you live your life. There are those people out there... So it's perspective. It's perspective. There are those people that live life and they're nervous people. Nervous people don't have a moon and betochen. Why? Because they're always nervous. What's going to be with this? What's going to be with this? Why is this happening? They're always nervous. Chabal! You can live a life of peace and tranquility. Does that mean it's going to be easy? No. There are going to be, there are going to be frustrations. There are going to be hurdles. There's going to be challenges. Because that's what life is. But you know how to cope with them. Because you have betochen. And that's what we're doing over here. We're strengthening our mona, we're strengthening our betochen, not only our belief in Hashem, but now we move on to the next sugya, which is betochen, which is trust in Hashem. Not only do we know that the Rabbani Sholem exists, but we also know the Rabbani Sholem wants the best for us. As we've said many times, and I'm going to say it again, until you remember this forever, why do we say avinu malkenu? Right? We say it says tshuva, we say it every fast day, we say it during... Uh, during you know Rashani and Kippur, why do we say Avinu and Malkenu? Why do we use both the shyness? It's like a little bit superfluous, right? We've got Avinu and Malkenu. And the answer is because Avinu is our father. Every father loves his child. And every father wants the best for his child. But not necessarily does a father have the resources in order to do whatever he can. Doesn't have the money, doesn't have the connections, doesn't have the energy, whatever it may be. What's Malkenu? Malkenu is a melech, our, our melech. A king has all the money in the world, has all the power in the world, has all the influence in the world. He can do whatever he wants, but not necessarily does he want to. When you say that the Rabbani Shalom is Avinu, Malkenu, the Rabbani Shalom is our father, he loves us, he wants the best for us, and Malkenu, he can afford it and do whatever he wants, and you put them together, you've got the greatest source in the world, and that's your father. Can you imagine, says Rishon Pincus, if you are on a bus... And you see a guy who's got tattered shoes, tattered pants, his suit is half off, it looks like a mess. You know what you're going to feel? You're going to feel really bad for him. Nebuch, he's got no money, Nebuch, when was the last time he had a good, nice, you know, bowl of chicken soup? Nebuch. Could you ask, I'll ask you the following question. What happens if he had the winning ticket, the lottery ticket in his pocket, that was winning $6.4 million cash, and he's on the way to fetch it, what would you feel for him? Would you feel really rahmanist for him? I don't think so. But what do you mean? Tattered shoes? Tattered, you know, torn pants? The answer is, no. He's got the winning ticket. He's got the winning ticket. When you have betochen in Hashem, when you trust that the Rabbani Shalom loves you, cares for you, wants to give you the best, then you're that man with a winning ticket. You have the greatest source of everything in the world. You have the Rabbani Shalom, the Melech Malchem Lochem, on your side! And he loves you. And he wants the best. I so why didn't he give it to you? He may not deserve it. Maybe you didn't dub him for it. Maybe not yet. Whatever it may be, there may be many reasons why. But ultimately, if you know that you have the Melech Malche Hamlochim, you've got the Rabbi Nishlan who created the world, who keeps the world going, and he is in charge, and he loves me, cares for me, wants the best for me, and will give me whatever I need if I ask for it and it's good for me, so then I'm never worried. What are you worried about? Oh, the business deal didn't go through. Who cares? It's obviously what Hashem wanted. Oh yeah, I missed the bus. Who cares? Half the things go through our lives that we get frustrated about, that we get upset about, that we get angry about, will all fall away. It's the biggest advantage of having betochen. Peace of mind. 
of the realization that there's a Rabbi and that he loves us and he wants the best for us and he's there for us. That's what we have to work on. Rabbi Sai, exercise for today. When you're walking around, not when you're learning, when you're learning, you're thinking about your learning and you're busy. When you're walking upstairs to the dorms, or when you're walking outside to get some fresh air, when you're walking to the dining room, whatever you're doing, take a moment of your life, exercise for today, and think, just picture for a moment, you could do it during Shemona Esra also, you could do it right before Mincha, you could do it after Mincha, you could do whatever you want, and just think, I know that you love me, I know that you care for me, I know that you're there for me. It's the greatest thing when a person feels that he's got someone to lean on, and he's got someone to, who will help him, who loves him, who cares for him, who has all the money in the world. And if he didn't give it to you yet, it's because you don't deserve it or it's because it's not good for you. So therefore it's good for you. Okay? So Rabbi said, yes, there are going to be challenges. I'm not saying if you have a munah, but talking, you can have an easy life. We've said many times, everything's in the soil. But we have to remember and we have to live with this. Betochen gives us the trust in the Rabbi I'm not trusting your boss, not trusting the paycheck, not trusting your shares or your stocks, nothing. Pure Rabbi Shalom. Because then you realize that everything is from Hashem. Okay? Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow we shall continue.